Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wednesdays are the new Fridays, which means it's time to... Hey, let's do get help. What? Get help. No. Come on, you love it. I hate it. It's great. It works every time. It's humiliating. Do you have a better plan? No. We're doing it. We are not doing get help. Oh, no, we are doing get help. And I am Goo back with Wesley Sykes here to now break down the newest Disney Plus vehicle sitcom television show. Wesley, episode one is upon us. Yes, it was a glorious purpose and it was a glorious return for us here, the MCU at home podcast, right? Uh, so new name, new look, fresh look. I think... We're dealing with a variant goo here for those who are watching live on the live stream. Um, I'm not sure I can confirm it's you from the timeline or not. Is it a female goo? Is it a male goo? We don't even know what's <laughs> happening right now. I, I'm going with androgynous somewhere yes. right in the middle. Oh, and I forgot to put in the title. I know I'm supposed to do this for the social medias, but uh, spoilers, spoilers here. And really, there yes. aren't any spoilers up until you get to the final five minutes. This episode is really a reintroduction or an introduction to those who have not seen the Thor movies. Because actually, if you look at characters wise, Thor movies have done the worst financially. So possibly <laughs> the least amount of people have seen these characters, question mark? Uh, yeah, and I think that's that's pretty spot on, probably with the exception of Thor Ragnarok. So uh, Actually, I Ragnarok hasn't done very people, well either. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's but, interesting. I mean, obviously, Loki is the villain of Avengers, made a ton of money, and then both of them are in all of the Avengers movies. So you know who the characters are, but this gives you the backstory, much like how Endgame did, where they explained uh, the Dark World, which now mm -hmm. matters, and this, once again, showed pieces of the dark world. Like, hey, guys, this movie does matter, and it did happen. Yes, and my favorite factor when judging MCU movies, of course, is the rewatchability. So I think this is going to be retroactively kind of making that rewatchability factor a little bit higher in some of the back catalogs, and hopefully uh, for the show as well. But we have the synopsis for the first episode here, which is uh, one of six episodes, about a 45, 51-minute runtime. I think it's about uh, the average yeah, there. It says 51, but when they say that, if you take the top off, you take the bottom off, I think we're looking at, once again, 42 to 45 minutes right right here and we have loki of course the god of mischief who finds himself out of time in an unusual place and forced against his godly disposition to cooperate with others who's directing this who, who's uh who's in the cast and crew so to speak before i do that very quickly i love the fact that owen wilson once again we are in the owen wilson -assance, mm -hmm. he calls him out immediately saying your mischief is murder and you enjoy it. Yeah, there's nothing really fun, like, right? There's there's a connotation of funness associated with mischief, and I'm not sure who is actually having the fun when Loki is doing all of this uh, mischief and murdering. Yes, yeah, so this is directed by, let me find it here. It does not say it on the IMDb page where I am looking, which is great. But on my notes, though, if you go on the show page, I have it all right down there for you. I don't see it anywhere. I don't see it anywhere in your notes. 
Oh, Jesus, Goo. Directed by Kate Heron, who also has oh, done Netflix. You have it in a paragraph. Hold up. I'm, I'm going to pull the curtain back here. Written by Michael Waldron, <laughs> who, of course, has produced uh, and, and worked on things like Rick and Morty and, and Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness. Uh, this is starring Tom Hiddleston, who plays the role of Loki. Uh, Owen Wilson, who plays Mobius M. Mobius. We have uh, Gugu and Batha Ra, no relation to uh, the aforementioned Gulorious Purpose, uh, who's playing the role of Ravana Renslayer. Uh, we have one me, Mosaku, uh, who plays Hunter B-15. And then my MVP of the episode is our guy, uh, Eugene Cordero, who plays the role of Casey. So to pull the curtain back just a little bit, genuinely, or generally, not genuinely, but when people will put, like, the director, the writers, they'll kind of list it out. Wesley put it into a paragraph form, threw me off completely. Yeah, it's just the second paragraph, Goose. I, I'm sorry you actually have a podcasting partner who comes prepared. I'm looking Perhaps for a more list. more than you do. I'm looking for a list. That's all I'm doing. Well, okay, so we have the IMB, IMDB ratings here, of course, for episode one. Comes out of the bat very high, 9.3 out of 10. But That's Goo, a bit high. I'm curious of yeah. your thoughts here. Uh, what are your opening thoughts? Perhaps a tweet-length review, if I could borrow a phrase from another popular program and your grade so for my grade i'm gonna look at somewhere around like an 8.5 i did really enjoy it i think it's a very good lead into this world but it's more just a recap on who this character is and you don't really get more depth on him until you get uh, 35 minutes in so you get 10 minutes of like new material where you do learn that yes he does have a soul that was funny at the beginning that was right. a good payoff but once he learns how his life ends up. And then, of course, the final part there where Mobius says, hey, we do want your help. Can you help us find this variant uh, crime mastermind, if you will? And sure. it's you. It's you. Can you help us track you? Because we have seen so many times, and we kind of predicted this, where, like, is it a Hannibal Lecter, where it's him hunting someone else down? And yes, it is, but here's the twist. It's him. So oh. the episode in general, 8.5, and you could talk to me somewhere closer to like a 9, but I'm really more in the middle of those 8s. But the idea of this show, of a criminal tracking down himself or herself, we'll see how that goes, I love that. Yeah, very interesting. Comes off with big Blade Runner vibes, right? With the the Decker Mobius type of vibe that they're kind of they're kind of creative. Like Mobius is kind of a robot himself. Um, but I was a little bit down on this episode, and, and for a lot of the reasons that you stayed right off the top, I get kind of gave it an 81 out of 100, so 8.1 to do that that conversion rate for the people at home. Um, like like you said, this wasn't for us uh, necessarily. It was for to kind of get everyone up to speed who wants to be in on the show and on the show. I thought the TVA gave me some type of anxious frustration that I only really feel in the DMV. Uh, that said, I love Owen Wilson in this. I thought he was great uh, mm -hmm. in the first episode, so I'm really excited to see uh, what else he has to offer through the other five episodes. Uh, and particularly enjoyed the intellectual sparring between Loki and Loved Mobius it. in that in yep. that room there, in that 50s, kind of 60s style um, uh, government room. And of course, my, my favorite scene of the whole thing, in an otherwise pretty slow and stagnant episode, was D.B. Cooper. The yep. D.B. Cooper reference, nice and, and if twist. you want to know more about D.B. Cooper, uh, there is a great documentary, I believe, it's either on HBO Max or Hulu, uh, but very, very fun uh, documentary. I love that they incorporated it. And I think what helps out this otherwise slow episode where it's really just exposition and it's explaining everything, they, they needed to spoon feed what the TVA is, what he's doing right. here, which variant Loki this is, 
But I think what helps it out is the acting, not only with Owen Wilson, but Hiddleston, who loves this character and mm-hmm. it seems like really wants this to work. Yeah, yeah. And again, I think those two, uh, you know, I kind of will bring this up a little bit later in the episode here. But, you know, I think uh, Loki's kind of the whipping boy of the MCU. And, and this is kind of his step to kind of come out, right? He's uh, every time he's seen, he's always as a supporting role to someone yeah. else. And this is his final kind of stepping out to see what what's going on between all the uh, mashup team-up movies there. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I think, again, it hits on uh, that that kind of setting up of the TVA, kind of spoon-feeding that, like you mentioned, but also sets up the themes for the show, which I feel like, are, are, at least from this episode, uh, self-acceptance, identity, free will, destiny, right? And it, yeah. I think that's all kind of what it's touched on in those uh, back-and-forth conversations between Mobius and Loki. And I also think the reason why I'm not as disappointed as you are is this episode is exactly what I expected. This is exactly yeah. I didn't think they were going to do anything crazy. And they gave us just enough with that nugget at the end to be like, oh, hunting himself. Hello. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and like I said, it's not it's not for us. So if it's not meant to be for me, then I'm, I probably really shouldn't like it that much. So it's probably an appropriate score here. But without further ado, uh, let's get to the episode rundown here. So, uh, you know, Loki, this is this is all about time, time management, alternative timelines, time travel, time looping. So uh, I think it's only appropriate that we kind of start from the beginning. Right. Is that, is that a good place? to No, start let's start any? at the middle. Oh, okay. We work oh, backwards. Right. Do you want to go to the forward. end and just pick random pieces of the timeline <laughs> and do that way? That, that's a possibility. I mean, that would have been something okay. if we had planned it that way. Like, okay, write notes, but then jumble them up. <laughs> and then we kind of figure it out like memento. We yeah. kind of maybe leave post-it notes everywhere. I right. like that. Um, the show opens in 2012, Goo, during the Battle of New York. Or, or is it 2012? Yeah. Yeah, because it's the Avengers, but it's really from Avengers Endgame. Uh, and we see Loki, of course, stealing the Tesseract and, and then uh, it catches up the moment after he disappears from uh, the Battle of New York. He winds up in, I believe, Mongolia, correct? Yeah, uh, where the TVA finds him and captures him immediately. Uh, yeah. And they, they get some sort of, uh, you know, BDSM collar on him, which seems kind of sexy and, and, yeah. and hot. At the now, same let me time. ask you a question, though. So when they put the collar on him and you see him going in slow motion, they then explain what the caller does. Like, yes. why do we need to have that explained to us when they're with their other co-workers who obviously know what it is, slash then why would they tell Loki what it is? Yeah, right. It's uh, that, That's a little bit of the breaking of the fourth wall yeah. there. I see that. I like that there. That's this is a caller that slows things down. You are now in one sixteenth <laughs> time. Is this when like Zach Morris or exactly. Ferris Bueller shows he calls, up? He calls a timeout. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what I just did, and then I also, I would have loved it if his face just jiggled around for like five minutes, and that was five minutes of the episode. It would have been five minutes well worth it, I yeah. think. Um, but we mentioned we get the 50s, 60s era of the TVA as he's kind of going through central booking, so to speak. Uh, we get introduced to Mobius, who's who's traveling to the 16th century uh, yeah. French church, uh, which is a site of a murder. Question, Mephisto? Yeah, that's uh, I I hope not. Um, you know, again, this might be the big bad tease of of Thanos throughout the first couple phases of the MCU, and that might be what this uh, continues to be. But I don't think we're going to get him in this show. Um, it could also be, uh, of course, the little child in the church points to the devil in the stained glass window when yeah. uh, asked who did this. Let me ask you a question here. Yeah, maybe I'm completely out of uh, out of whack, out of line here. Is that child's Loki? Oh, a child Loki. So let me kind of point this out. So he has the gum, obviously, and he's like, oh, the gum is what turned my tongue blue. But we also know that Loki is an ice person. 
So Right, and he was blue. So is that Loki? That is a great, uh, great, great question. That, that I is a great, of. great question. <laughs> I can't even get my words together. I'm so flabbergasted by them. That's what away. this show is all about. Pointing out things that are not going to happen and then flabbergasting each other. Yes. Yeah. We, we flabbergasted a lot. Uh, I, I don't know if I have any flabbergast left. I need to rehydrate. Uh, there's so much flabbergast mm-hmm. going on. But but I think uh, that's a great point because we are going to see different variations of Loki throughout the season. And maybe that's a, a nice tease that uh, gets paid off a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also thought when pointing to the devil uh, with the horns, like maybe it was more of a reference to the horned crown of a Loki okay. in a different form than Mephesto. And maybe that's just the obvious red herring that everyone wants us to point so I'm less flabbergasted by what you just said, but still it's semi-flabbergasted. Like, there's still semi. some flabbergast in me. And um, <laughs> I loved the Miss Minutes video that explained everything. Because in it, it's like they had a bingo sheet. And they were like, all right, who's ready to play? Timekeepers, Sacred Timeline, Variance, Nexus, Madness, yeah. <laughs> Multiverse. It was all in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought the, the multiverse of madness right there was great. So yeah, hopefully someone got a bingo there. Um, and, and the whole, un, again, the whole uneasiness of the booking of the TVA and that kind of like tuning fork weird sound in the yeah. background. Yeah. Um, it was very off-putting to me, but I like that. I like that kind of feeling. I also loved the, do you have a soul? Yes, I think so. Well, if, <laughs> if you don't, this is what's going to happen to you. Right, and that's a great question because how would you know if we're, you're a robot or I not? I wouldn't even know. That's you know one of those real head scratching questions. I think we're going to get a lot of yeah. uh, in this show here. Um, so Mobius thinks Loki can help after meeting uh, Ravona. You know he's about to get uh, wiped away off the timeline and, and corrected, right? But uh, then then uh, Mobius kind of comes in and thinks he can use him as a, and in this buddy cop team up film that uh, we're seeing here. Uh, and he sits Loki's down to find out what really makes him tick. And this is what I think the best part of the episode is. Yes, absolutely. And before we get to that, I also want to point out that the credit sequence with like the flashing letters and the changing letters. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. And I, I think it's great. I think the music and mm-hmm. even like the intro music is very subtle and subdued. And I, I like that as well. It's yeah. not, it's not necessarily as big and in your face, like the, uh, the last are. Um, but yeah, so I, I thought that, that again, that back and forth between finding out what makes Loki tick. Why do you kill? Why do you do the things that you do? What are you really searching for? And initially you get Loki's answers is still very standoffish, guarded, stoic. And all the answers are really turns out to be projections of himself onto others, right? Yeah. And if I were to pull audio from this episode, which I think we've kind of pulled back from a little bit, just from a couple of dings on (laughs) the Falcon and Winter Soldier, but you could pretty much pull every piece of dialogue that Loki says, not only in this scene, but the entire episode. And maybe it's not as important as we think it is, but the way that Hiddleston delivers it, everything seems like it's going to be the most important line of uh, dialogue ever. Right. It feels like every everything behind it has a lot of weight behind yeah. it and it's going to going to kind of lead to something a little bit later. Uh, but again, we have we have uh, Mobius kind of going through Loki's greatest hits on a big screen. And again, I love this kind of blend of uh, futuristic technology with like the the film reels and things like yeah. that. So I, I kind of like that blending. And of also, the we know this, too. There's no magic. There is no right. magic here. 
Yeah, and that's the best part too, right? So it, this comes a little bit later, but we see uh, the Tesseract isn't in use. Uh, uh, Loki can't use his God of Mischief powers here to, to break himself out of there because of the collar and just other yeah. right being well, uh, reasons there. I also and, love, and more importantly, the Infinity Stones. I love the fact that they open the drawer and it's filled with tons of Infinity Stones. And you're like, wait, are those fake ones? Because you know on Asgard, you have the fake gauntlet, you have other fake stuff in their hall. Are these fake Infinity Stones? No, they just don't work here. Right, and and that's kind of what you know stops uh, Loki from breaking out is that he kind of wants to learn more about this on top of some other things too. But I think he finally came to accept to the reality of what the TVA is. Mm-hmm. Again, going through that highlight reel, um, and he's kind of probing for those explanations. He's earned uh, kind of Loki's trust while making him kind of arrive to those conclusions. Uh, or, or making Loki feel like he's arriving to those conclusions on his own, even though Mobius has known that, you know, knows everything pretty much, uh, forwards and backwards. Obviously, the point that we get here is, uh, you know, Loki does have a soul. And what right. brings that out of him? Learning the fate of his mother. And then later on, after, you know, some mischief, after he gets the collar off, after uh, he plays around with time, he then goes back and he watches the rest of his life and he learns of what happens to his father. Uh, the mm-hmm. strained relationship with his brother, and then, of course, how he dies. And he looks at how he dies as glorious purpose. Well, yeah, and it's really interesting, right? Because because Mobius points out that, that Loki has done so many terrible things, but not because he's enjoyed it, but because a part of his illusion, a, quote, cruel, elaborate trick conjured up by the weak to inspire fear, right? That's talking about himself right yeah. there. But in reality, his his glorious purpose, as this uh, t- episode is titled, is uh, inspiring others, right? A- allowing others to reach their peak. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what, what, what he kind of realizes in um, that back half of his life that he doesn't necessarily see, uh, you know, get to live out, but he sees on camera. And, then, um, and speaking- it's actually very interesting and very parallel to what, Thanos does an yeah. uh, Avengers Endgame. Once he learns of his fate of capturing the stones and then getting his head chopped off, he kind of gets this renewed sense of um, dangerousness because he's got nothing to lose because this is fate. He already knows what's going to happen anyway. And that's what kind of, I feel like, inspires Loki to break out and, and fight out against Hunter B-15. And then speaking of realizing something, is uh, I didn't realize that Loki, Tom Hiddleston, really looked like Tommy Wiseau in Endgame. <laughs> Yeah, he looks so young, right? Looking back at a lot of those things, but also the hair like, looks kind of like the uh, like, wig uh, work greasy. is a little off too. Yeah, the wig work is off. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, it, it was it's weird to see the aging and all that stuff because he does look very young and, and almost like gone. Yeah, uh, but then of course Mobius uh, finally tells Loki that that they're trying to track down other Lokis. Loki agrees to help, and then we get a scene uh, to like what what the eighteen fifties or so in Oklahoma, uh, where the TVA people are getting uh, um, the Minutemen, so to speak, are getting tracked down by uh, a cloaked figure and burnt in oil fields. Yeah, and I believe we saw in one of the previews or the trailers that would be a female Loki. I think so too. We don't, you know, that, there's no confirmation there yet, no. but I think that's the illusion there. Yep. And, of course, in this, you know, Infinity Stones are useless. I'm not sure if they leave the TVA uh, when going out of this into, like, the different variant timelines, if they would equip him with an Infinity Stone 
Probably not. He'd make him a little too powerful, but they right. will allow him to have his magic and his uh, stupid knife thing. I love where this goes. This has kind of like a 48 hours uh, mm-hmm. type of vibe or, or you know, Blade Runner for other uh, reasons. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see where this goes. Uh, you know, obviously I want to see um, more tie-ins to Kang the Conqueror. I don't yes. necessarily want to see him outright, but uh, maybe just set up his aura, his, his origin a little bit. So also in this episode, while he's on trial, he points out to them that the Avengers are the ones that kind of messed up the timeline. Why aren't they on trial? And they say, no, that was their purpose. This was my first question so in our Q&A This leads in to the Q&A questionnaire. I don't have the sound, but I got 21 questions and they're all about <laughs> us. Wes, what is your question? Well, yeah, it's exactly that. It's a, it's a rather throwaway line, and I'm like, I feel like it's a great point brought up by Loki that that the Avengers did kind of start all of this, and then you know, even Steve Rogers, like that was all meant to happen. Him kind of going back in time to live out the rest of his days in the past, but like that was all supposed to happen. You'd have to question because he has no memory of that when he is older. So what is happening there? But then I thought to myself, first off, whatever happens in here, it's their purpose. But how about this? There's multiple Captain Americas. I like that. What if, right? I mean, that's Mm -hmm. another show that's going to be coming up soon. Um, Yeah. So I I think if we continue to kind of pull the thread on this yarn here or whatever the phrase is, is that you'll just end up getting like yourself twisted in a pretzel. We have a little saying on the Mac and Goo program. When it comes to time travel, don't think too hard. Yes, because if you look just at, in general, right? Just don't think too hard. If you look at any time travel movie or television show, if you really think about it, not going to work. Yeah, not going to work there. Yeah, and I, and that's my concern with the MCU moving forward. Just on a greater point, is that with so much talk about time travel, does that push people out? They made it easy here. Yes, this is easy. Just easy to accept it. Just don't, don't question it. Yeah, that was meant to happen. Are we going to get wrapped up in surprise no, cameos? Stop it! Just stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Get out of my face. Because every time each show tempts <laughs> us with with uh, uh, expansion, but e- has been uh, each show has always been self-contained. Yeah, I, I, no. so I, I don't know what to expect here. Um, the only one that I could possibly think of would be Thor. But, I mean, we've already seen him several times in flashbacks. So Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Strange. Well, they did say that this show is supposed to play into the actual stories of the movies. So that would make sense. Or even Spider-Man, if that's what we're going to do, because he is the next movie that deals with multiple timelines, possibly. So do we think Mephesto is the villain here or is this another Loki variant? Is it just going to be Loki's? I wish that they looked at us like fourth wall break after they showed the devil and said, there he is. There he is. You got it. (laughs) It's Ralph Boner. Um, (laughs) Has has anyone been shit on more than Loki in the MCU? I asked this question a little bit earlier, but I feel like he's just Feige's personal whipping boy. Yeah, because anyone that comes close. Because even when they showed him killing Coulson, he's like, I did that. How about that? And they go, well, no, you're the one who set off the (laughs) Avengers, you idiot. Yeah, and there's like, has anyone lost more than you? And then like, you know, we just did the MCU rewatch vault of of, uh, of Doctor Strange, yeah. you know, but there was uh, another point where I feel like, uh, I, I don't know if this is in Affinity War or something now, uh, but when Thanos is talking to um, uh, Loki and he's like, I have experience on Earth. And mm-hmm. he's like, if, is losing experience? He's like, I call experience experience or something. But I mean, obviously, but, you, know, you know, there's a poetic justice where you have someone who is so, he thinks so highly of himself, whereas he right. is the biggest uh, joke in all of these movies. 
Yes, exactly. So yeah. is there anyone close? Uh, you know, my, my two nominations are maybe Hawkeye and Bucky, but those are like more meta reasons that I think outwards. Yeah, yeah because even if you MCU, look at it's probably Loki. Even if you look at like a Scott Lang, he treats himself as a joke. Yes. So I'm in. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Okay, I like that. Okay. Uh, do you think we get more of a backstory about the birth of the TVA and the employees within? <sighs> so my concern would be if they're off and running on different variant timeline jumpings of trying to catch different Lokis, if they then pull back to the TVA stuff, does that go off track of the other story? Does it create a variant timeline? Where the new variant timeline is boring. Right, yes, yes. Because that uh, was one probably. of the issues of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier where we had some really interesting stories, and then they're like, let's focus on Carly, but then also not really explain what's happening. Right. Or okay. just give I, up on the storyline after a while. I don't want too much time on it, but I would like, you know, because you get the, some allusions to, like, being robots, right? Mobius says he was created by the TVA. Casey doesn't know what a fish is. Casey was great, again, by the way, just yep. playing the dumb employee. I love that kind of the, the, the beta male in that. Um <laughs> Where is it located? I wish his name was where, just where beta male. That's just beta male. One. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but where is it located? You know, like, I, I don't know. Oh, um, space, I think. I want to say space. Where is mm -hmm. the... Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, someone help us out. Someone give us the answer. How about that? And last question here, the Guinea questionnaire. Loki makes a reference to the timekeepers approving or disapproving of his actions throughout his life. Um, Mobius begins to answer and then says, don't think of it that way or, or something to that effect. Yeah. Um, does that mean something or is it just really like, no, don't think of it that way? <laughs> I think it's one of those things of like, if you think about it too much, then yeah. you can't live your life. Like, so Loki sees his own death and he loved it apparently. But say if you or I know how I die and know the exact date, the exact time, do we then live our life differently because we know that we have this predestination that we're going to get to? Yes. It's like uh, much like the Rick and Morty episode where Morty has the uh, stone where you can see his future and he's trying to end exactly. up with, with his girlfriend or yes. something. And, and if he's he takes living one his step, whole life trying to get to that oh point. Oh my God. What if there is one episode where Loki does that? And he just has a I, stone I that, like that. Yeah. I'd be into that. I'd be Now, into uh, last question here, and we might have asked this already. Will we see some Loki on Loki love scenes? See, now, I think we will, because if there's someone who loves themselves more than Loki, I don't know who it is. Yeah, that's a great question. I think Loki themselves. is Sorry. the leader in themselves. the clubhouse for that. Themselves. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's a good question. We'll have to work on our pronouns for episode two here. Uh, but, Goo, I, I think that wraps up all my questionnaires. I think you got my question, too, because my main one was the Steve Rogers and then also Mephisto. And is the little kid Loki with the blue tongue? Obviously, yes, gum can change the color of your tongue, but he's also an ice baby. I love that, but is that the blue herring to Mephisto's red herring? That's what Nailed I want to know. But I Nailed love it. it. I'm all on board for it. I'm following the blue herring. I think that's the best way to end the show, so thank you, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next Wednesday, TGIW. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.